0: Well, I want to ask you this morning, who is good at waiting? Who's good Who's good at being patient? No, who had to wait until after church to open their presence? Yes, some people. We're practising waiting right now. Yes, good work. Good on you. Sometimes it's hard to be patient, isn't it? Uh, well, uh, let me ask you another question. Who's good at reading people? Yeah? Anyone good at reading, reading people? Um, what do, you think, what do you think these people are experiencing? Is this Christmas joy? No? What do, you think, what do you think they're feeling? Disappointment. Yes, thank you, someone over here. There's a bit of a surprise, but it's not a good surprise, is it? Uh, there's some people who are feeling disappointed on Christmas. And perhaps you know that experience. You open something up, and you've been expecting something exciting, something great. And there's that that first instant where it's just you become aware that this is not what you were hoping for. And you can feel yourself fall inside. And as we get older, we get better at hiding it, don't we? We have the poker face, present poker face. But kids, uh, they're very good at showing it plainly. And often they'll exclaim out, I got this last year. That's not what, that's what he wanted. Uh, That disappointment that bursts out. Sometimes presents are disappointing. Let me tell you about one time I was disappointed by a present. Uh, I got a present once from my grandparents. My grandparents who were excellent, reliable at giving great presents. Uh, You could expect them to give you something exciting. And, and one, one year I remember getting a present and it was like wrapped in a nice box shape. And box shapes, as a, as a child, I know what they mean. They mean Lego. Uh, and I love Lego. I'm excited. Uh, it's a box shape and, and I, I get it. And surprisingly, it's heavier than Lego should be and it doesn't rattle. So I'm already off guard. I'm already uh, for starting to feel some... Uh, Anxiety and, and disappointment creeping in, uh, but but I go with it and I tear off the wrapping paper, and inside is an ugly beige calculator. Yeah. Now, for for someone who has since become a maths teacher, maybe that was uh, on the money, but no. As as a child, I can't remember exactly how old I was. I was I was feeling some of this face. The, the what the. I don't, know what, I don't know what to do with this, I don't feel excited about it, I was so, so looking forward to opening this present for my grandparents, and yet, this, this, I feel like this hasn't hit the mark. Maybe you have experienced that too, maybe even you've experienced it this morning already. Did anyone get a calculator this morning? <laughs> no? No? Okay. Still time today, there's still time. Well, as we, as we read the Christmas story, we read about people who have been waiting. And we get excited about Christmas and the, the appearance of baby Jesus on the scene. But I wonder if for some of them, it would not have turned being the answer, the exciting surprise that they were hoping for. We're going to keep reading. We read just just then about Jesus' birth and the angels' proclamation and the shepherds coming to to visit and see. We're going to keep reading a little bit more and to read about another man who met Jesus and who'd been waiting a long time. So we'll read in Luke chapter 2, starting at the very next verse, verse 22. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses... And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts. And When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised... and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There we go. Simeon, he is an old man. He has been waiting. He is waiting and hoping, what for? We're told for the consolation of Israel, the comforting of God's chosen people who had not been having a very nice time being suppressed, oppressed by the Romans and before them uh, different arrangements of Greeks and Persians and Babylonians. Uh, They had not been living the prosperous life as a self-governing nation, independent. But God had promised that there was hope for his people, hope of comfort, hope of peace, hope of restoration to their former glory. And Simeon was waiting on these promises. Now, God had been giving these promises for a long time, for thousands of years. That's a long time to wait, isn't it? It's a long time to wait. It's a long time to wait just through one church service to open your presence. But to wait for years and thousands of years, that takes patience. Patience not to give up and to think, well, God's forgotten about us. God said those things, but maybe He didn't actually know what was happening on the ground. Maybe He didn't understand how hard it would be. Maybe He's not as powerful as we first thought. It's easy for doubts to creep in, but not for Simeon. Simeon is waiting patiently and hoping. And not only does he have these ancient promises that God would restore and comfort his people, Simeon has had a personal promise. The Holy Spirit has told him that he would not die without seeing God's promised Messiah, the one who was to be anointed to have the role of king, leader of God's people. Simeon must have been pretty excited when he he received that message. But as the years go by it's easy for that excitement to fade, hope to dwindle. But faithful Simeon, is holding on. And in his old age, he's waiting at the temple when he gets another prompting from the Spirit. And he goes out into the courts. And who does he meet there? But, well, what probably was a fairly unimpressive new family. A man and a woman who didn't come from a line of nobility. They wouldn't have been dressed in fancy clothes. A baby that wouldn't have been pushed in the the latest pram. It wouldn't have had all the latest technological advances in chew toys. It would have been very simple. A man and a woman and their baby. And I can I can imagine Simeon, or at least I imagine if I was him, and God had told me that I would see the Messiah to lay eyes on an unimpressive baby. I don't know that that would have met my expectation. I would be thinking the Messiah, the anointed one, the king, I'd get to see him marching into Jerusalem in fancy robes with a whole train of attendants, maybe riding on a stallion. I'd be thinking something impressive. I would see the king, maybe I'd get to see him stand up to the Romans and tell them what's what. Waiting for the consolation of Israel, for us to, to be comforted, to receive some relief from this oppression. But no, what does he see? He sees an unimpressive baby. And yet Simeon, in his faithfulness, in his wisdom, in maybe in what the the Holy Spirit has specifically said to him, he's not disappointed. He takes baby Jesus in his arms and he praises God. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and to the glory of your people Israel. This baby is it. In seeing him, Simeon has seen God's promise fulfilled. Here in this baby is God's salvation. He is a light for the whole world, not just for this one nation of Israel, for the Gentiles, people from every nation and language. And Simeon is happy to die now in peace. He's not disappointed. He knows the God who speaks and promises is delivering. And though he may not get to see the day when the Romans get kicked out, he gets to see God's work in action. I wonder if sometimes for you, it's, it's easy to have high expectations for Jesus, for God, for church. I wonder if it's easy to, to think there's big promises in the Bible. And it's, and it's easy to sometimes feel like things aren't as impressive on the ground. The God who promises peace. The God who promises joy. The God who promises hope. The God who brings people together in the name of Jesus into a new community. Sometimes it feels like, well, we're not that different from the old community, are we? Who we were before. Sometimes it's easy to think, well, we look the same. The people inside a church building look just like people outside. They have their own faults. They fall from grace just as often as those outside, it seems. We disappoint each other. We rub each other up the wrong way. Oh, I think sometimes it's easier to be disappointed. But like Simeon, what we see in each other, what we see of God's promise being fulfilled, is God at work. And it's not all at once, it's not bang, these people are now perfect. What we see is small changes, bit by bit. We see that though we don't look totally different. There are ways that God is changing us. Though coming to Jesus and understanding the message doesn't make us feel happy all the time, It does help us to face the difficult times of life with a different perspective. It doesn't help us, it doesn't make every relationship fixed and easy. But it does give us the impetus to keep working and not giving up on people to pursue forgiveness and reconciliation, even when it's hard. Though the world isn't transformed because Jesus came and all the pain and suffering is not yet resolved. Like Simeon, we can see in Jesus that God is acting, that he is fulfilling his promises through this baby that was born all those years ago and through us as we seek to as we seek to follow him and it gives us hope that the totality of God's promises that are yet in the future, it gives us hope that they will be fulfilled fully and finally. The way we see him act in Jesus, the way he, we see Him, his effects flow out in us bit by bit, it gives us confidence. We know what God is like. We see his, we see his generosity, his kindness, his wisdom, and we trust that that will keep going. Christmas is an exciting landmark in what God is doing, but it's not the end of the road. But it reminds us that God doesn't disappoint us. Uh, My grandparents were good at giving gifts. They were generous. And sometimes they knew what was a good gift even better than I did. And, uh, and after I took, took off the wrapping and took my new calculator out of the box, I discovered that I was wrong to be disappointed. And uh, this new calculator was actually a pretty exciting gift. <laughs> I wish I still had it. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes our first instantaneous responses are mistaken. I should have been able to trust my grandparents, and we should be able to trust God just like Simeon. He is good, He is wise. He is faithful to his promises. And he will, he will bring about that full and final consolation of Israel, rolling out of his kingdom, glory and light. Let me pray for us. Lord God, we do thank you for the gift of Jesus at Christmas. We thank you that you do fulfill your promises, that you do have a good plan. Please help us to trust you, even when on the surface we might feel disappointed. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.